Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. This is Jennifer. And this is Corey. And we are here today to talk to you about one of your favorite social media channels, LinkedIn. Oh, that's that's not what I was going to say for my favorite. But yeah, it exists. It's yeah, a social I media channel. <laughs> I feel the same way. I get constant notifications asking me to accept somebody or to comment to something in LinkedIn. And pretty much I've just turned them off because they've gotten so crazy. Um, I do like LinkedIn for one thing. I like that I can see when people are looking at me. Yeah. So I make sure I don't lurk and look at other people unless I have a, a legit reason to be looking at them. But in today's podcast, um, practice managers are going to discover six ways to update their LinkedIn profile and why they might want to update their practices LinkedIn profile. Whether you're looking for a new position that you want to fill or you just want to keep things up to date, these um, six easy ways to update your profile will help you out in the long run. Yeah, so let's jump in and actually, so this first one is for the practice page itself, for for the business page, so not your individual one. The rest of the tips actually apply to your individual um, profile, but this one is actually for the practice page. So um, the first thing that we want to talk about is basically to just take a look and make sure that the page is up to your brand standards. Um, if you don't have brand standards, that's okay. Don't worry. Not a lot of practices do. But essentially what we're saying is um, think about the last time that you updated the uh, the main profile photo and the header uh, image of your LinkedIn profile. It's it's probably been a while um, if you're like most. Well, I only put my professional headshot on my profile and I wouldn't you – know, I'll tell you this. We have a company page on LinkedIn for, for our business and – I don't look at it that often. Yeah, I I am also guilty of that. Um, recently, so I think that uh, you know we should both make a note to uh, <laughs> take our own advice Agreed. here. Yeah. yeah, and I think okay, back up a second because yeah. even before we're saying you know what you need to change or update on your company page mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, you know why would a practice want to have a company page on LinkedIn? You know, I think there's something to be said about that. We've got a couple practices that we work with who have really started focusing on kind of employee relations and recruiting from um, from a LinkedIn standpoint. And through that, they are using LinkedIn to connect with potential others. I find more and more that the physicians we work with, they're on LinkedIn individually rather than Facebook. They're on LinkedIn. And so, you know, there's a way to tie them that way. Um, I think one of the orthopedic groups that we work with, they do a lot of work comp. Um, workers' compensation, and those potential vendors are on LinkedIn, so they have pretty good, you know, business relationships from a LinkedIn standpoint. But not every practice necessarily needs a LinkedIn profile. I think. Yeah, I, well, I think one one thing that does kind of make sense, and it, it makes a lot of sense, really more sense on Facebook, but it can also sort of apply to LinkedIn. Is um, you know, if you post every now and then, if you share updates and articles that are relevant to your practice and your brand. 
um, not only does that sort of create value for those people that actually like pay attention to you, like um, the connections that you were just talking about, Jen, but it just kind of lets them know that the doors are open still, you know? So that's, that's one thing to consider, but absolutely. I don't think it's necessary for everyone to have one, but um, you know, there, there are distinct benefits and reasons to actually do so. Well, and I will say like, we have one client that has, you know, went on and created a LinkedIn group and they've got one of the largest LinkedIn groups within their specialty. And they have people from all over the world that are part of this group and that are participating in conversation. So, you know, having a LinkedIn page could be part of a greater strategy that you have for your practice. You know, maybe you are, maybe you're, you know, an ear, nose, throat practice and you start a group that's focused on, you know, ear, nose, throat doctors coming directly out of school and placing them in practices and you become a thought leader within that category and all of a sudden you've taken your practice to an entirely new level. You know, we work with um, the local MGMAs, and we've often said, because they are they like to drive traffic to their website for their forums, but we've often said, like, let's just start a LinkedIn group and let people from a professional standpoint that have a like interest, you know, use the LinkedIn group rather than trying to drive it to the website because the forums are complicated and, you know, social media channels have figured out how to make forums realistic. So I think that, you know, before you even say, like, hey, do I need to go into LinkedIn and update this, this, and this? You know, a practice needs to look at their strategy and figure out if it makes sense for them or not. Yeah, no, that, that's a really good point. That makes a lot of sense. Um, if, but back to that, yeah. if you do have a company page, there's some <laughs> things that you need to do and you need to start paying attention to, you know, the changes that take place on LinkedIn so that you make sure that you're, you know, most current. Yeah, um, recently they actually just updated their uh, image dimension. So there's kind of like a new user interface layout. So you want to keep an eye out for that and make sure that the size of that big giant image at the top of your practice page, if you decide that you need one, is um, 974 pixels by 300 pixels. So that's going to that's just like a giant banner that advertises uh your your practice and if you don't have one of those or it's out of date then that's the number one thing that you need to look at um, or if you're launching let's say a new offer or a new service line you know maybe you're a med spa uh, and this is a perfect place to announce if you've got like a new year special going on or you're just running some sort of um, like buy one get one promotion something like that or if, you know you offer massage at your chiropractic office it makes sense to mention this stuff and really use that big graphic space that they're now giving you which by the way is very similar in size to what you're getting on twitter and facebook so just kind of keep that in your back pocket there so and with that said i think when you're looking at those new headers um take a look at whatever you've got that you put on your site you know, chances are if you're uploading a new photo or you're really like working in the details of your page, you're on a desktop or you know or your laptop. But keep in mind that most people are viewing your pages on a mobile device. And so please take a look at the way that that image looks on your phone or on your tablet and not just on your computer. And I stress this all the time because we work with the person in our in our business, Danielle, who works on all the social media. I'm constantly on her saying, you know, I know that looks great on your laptop, but let's take a look at it on your phone because, you know, the doctor's head's cut off or the logo's cut off or, you know, what you thought was clever doesn't look so clever in a mobile device. So just keep that in mind. 
Yeah, and I think it's important to remember too that just because you don't look at it on a mobile device, it doesn't mean that yes, the, yes, that no yes. one is. Um, because actually, last year, I want to say it was last year, it was the first year that mobile traffic exceeded desktop traffic across the web. So that's very true for social um, apps and things like that as well. So make sure, like like you said, Jen, that if you are going to do this and you are going to put some text in there, that it's not. It's not uh, too much that when it gets scaled down, it's just going to look like a big jumbled mess. Yeah, I just real quick, you probably heard me typing it in. I wanted to see how much mobile traffic LinkedIn actually has. It says um, this is according to VentureBeat magazine. It says LinkedIn now has 414 million members with 57 percent of traffic coming from mobile device mobile devices, and this is a. 2000 February 2016 article that came out so that number is probably even a little more skewed now yeah and so uh, another thing I mean obviously people are going there they're looking at this stuff whether it's on you know a mobile device or a desktop device whatever the case may be um, but one thing that's often forgot about is the company description we see this all the time yes it's, it's in the about us section um, and it actually seems to be a focus of the new LinkedIn user experience, but you want to make sure that what's in there accurately reflects who you are as a, as a practice and what you do and, and kind of the patients that you serve. Um, like I said, we see this out of date all the time when, let's say, uh, in that description, you'll say, you know, we are an ophthalmology practice uh, with four locations and uh, 10 doctors. But you've actually. Oh, we've been in business forty years. Right, but it's actually fifty years. You have seven locations and fifteen doctors, yeah. but you didn't update that. So, um, you, and, and that actually goes across the board because we see that with uh, Facebook and Twitter all the time too in the about us sections because they're they're kind of hidden on Facebook and Twitter. So you know, it's just out of sight, out of mind. But just make sure that if you are opening or closing locations, adding or removing physicians or services or service lines, uh, subspecialties, whatever, make sure that that stuff's updated everywhere. No, I couldn't agree more. And it makes perfect sense. As you're thinking about that, start a checklist. And that checklist says, all right, we've got a change that we're going to make. We need to make it to these 35 different profiles that we're running because there's no way to just update everything at once. Ugh, it sounds crazy when you say 35 different profiles. It's, but, but you know it's the true. Like, yeah, that's it, probably right. We have, a, we have a practice that's adding another physician mid, um, middle of January of this year. And I got to thinking like, dear Lord, when this guy comes on, you know, our first piece is what do you do when a new doctor comes on? Well, you got to write the bio. You got to get the the image. Then you got to update all the collateral for the practice. Then you got to go online, update all that collateral. And then, I mean, it's just so many things and you can forget stuff if you don't have a list. Oh yeah. All right. So, so obviously the first thing that you need to do about for LinkedIn is you need to update and make sure your information's current. So what's the second thing since we've got seven that we're going to go through that people need to be doing? Okay. So I think, all right. So that's what you have to do for your practice. If you choose to have a uh, practice LinkedIn now for your personal, um, and, I actually just did this, so I don't know about you, Jen. It's probably been a while, but one thing people often forget to do is review and update their experience on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't really. I just I I become wiser with age, <laughs> and every time I'm getting my um my digital marketer badges, which are my my certifications that I do to keep myself current, just get put on LinkedIn. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and that's awesome. Th- those are the exact kind of updates that people should be making. So, an outdated experience section it's it's common, um, and people you know you just kind of you set it one time and then you forget about it for five or six years. But uh, it's important to update your experience, especially if you are looking for a new position, but also just because all of these people are, you know, that you meet and network with, odds are they're going to reach out to you on LinkedIn. So um, if there's a reason for them to do so and they're a relevant connection and they're not just trying to be annoying and and sell you something and bother you, um, then you probably want your most up-to-date experience on there. Uh, And actually they, they make it really easy to do this you can rearrange the order of your current experience and you just kind of click and drag into different blocks so um, it's a lot easier than it used to be and if you haven't looked at it recently then you really really should nice so i just i just opened my linkedin profile and it made me nervous (laughs) yeah it, it it can make you shake in your boots if it's been a while um which i know is the case with me uh up till maybe a few days ago when I started the prep for this episode. So yeah. It's oh, been, there you go. Yeah, it's been a there while for go. me too. Um, okay. So you also want to update your rich media section. Let's call that number three. Um, okay. There's new media most likely that's been created about either you or your practice since the last time that you looked at your LinkedIn profile. So maybe um, maybe you were featured in a local paper and they put up that article as a quote or something like that if you're a physician. Or maybe you did a new practice video that launched on YouTube or a new um, patient testimonial or uh, a new Facebook live video that you actually saved the link to. You can put all that stuff in a section called Rich Media on your LinkedIn profile. And um, yeah, it, it just lets potential employers and connections see that uh, you know you know what you're doing with that kind of stuff, which is important, and also um, that your practice is kind of on the the cutting edge and you're featured on all these different social platforms. You've got videos going on, you've got the Facebook Live happening. Um, you know, you you do you are aware of what's happening outside of your practice walls. I think is the key takeaway there. Wow, that's a lot of information for an individual to worry about but you know the whole point of being on LinkedIn is so that you can make these connections and that you can keep current on everything and so you got to pay attention to your profile profile is what I think we're trying to say yeah absolutely you just want to make sure it's up to date every now and then you know every three to six months I would say is probably about right Um, and it's easy to add those things again and you just put that under your your summary on your personal profile heck yeah so I think that the next one is you really got to check you know underneath your um Within your profile, you need to check the website links that you've got out there too. I think we can call that number four. Yeah, and sometimes uh, I've seen it where, uh, especially with the new interface that um, launched recently, those website links they just kind of disappear. So if you had website links, uh, you know, either like to a portfolio or your, your practice website or you know whatever, um, maybe something that you do as like a side business. Uh, sometimes those just go away. So make sure that you check those links. Um, you can go to websites under the contact portion of your profile and you can just add or change those as needed Um, the worst thing that could happen is if um, let's say you migrate a website for your practice and you change the url but then you don't update it here then someone you know they 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 go oh you know sandy is the practice manager of xyz practice and then they're looking at your linkedin profile they go to click and then it shows up as a 404 error and 
then they go, well, that's weird. Did the practice close? Am I missing something? Does she no longer work there? And it just creates this whole thing. They're probably going to email and call you and, you know, rather than deal with all that, just keep your links up to date in your LinkedIn well, profile. And keeping your links up to date, these social media profiles have an SEO value as well. And so, uh, you know, if you're keeping them up to date, there's an SEO value that goes with that. So it helps you in search. It just helps you everywhere. You have to make sure it's all connected properly. Absolutely. And um, we kind of touched on this earlier with um, some of the, the postings just to let people know that the doors are still open. But uh, number five is to you want to make sure that you're uh, looking at your activity and every now and then just take a peek and, and see what you're posting. So sharing updates is one of the very best ways to increase visibility and views of your LinkedIn profile because, you know, as you know, if you hop on there, you'll see the feed and if people are sharing stuff that you're connected with, you're going to you're gonna see that first. So um, it's actually really easy to do to view your previous updates. You just hover over the arrow to the right of view profile as and select view recent activity and that'll actually give you a whole tab where you can see just the stuff that you've posted and it'll tell you which ones got the most engagement which I think is really useful. No, that's very useful. Um, it, you know, and it's hard sometimes just to, to go on there and to update your activity but yeah. you know, just like anything else, you got to work at it and you know, sharing those little updates, you know, they're going to help you in the long run and they're going to help you with the whole point of it, which is making connections, which is kind of the next tip is, you know, when you're going in and you're cleaning up your LinkedIn or you're really like starting to use it for the reasons that are working for you, you've got to go in and review your connections. I mean, when was the last time any of us went in and looked at all of our connections on LinkedIn or all of our friends on Facebook? Yeah. You know, it's a good idea once a year to go in and delete those um, those individuals who are no longer relevant, block all the creepy people. I've got some <laughs> people I block, and you know, more important than anything else is you know get back in touch with people who can help you build your business or who maybe you have lost touch with. Does annoying salesperson count as creepy? Yes, and you okay, know, multi level marketing <laughs> people count as creepy, and the yeah. ones that are like, hey, um, let's get together and have coffee and. I'm thinking, I don't have time for all this coffee. How about you just tell me what you want? Let's get on with business. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, I actually know, it, <laughs> went through and um, I purged the Facebook recently and I, I yeah. lost like 70 people or so. And you know what? I, it didn't even matter. I was like, yeah, that's great. That was a good use of my time because I'm not friends with these people. I'm not acquaintances, acquaintances with them anymore. And uh, next up on my list is to do the exact same thing with my connections on LinkedIn. Yeah, I feel it link, LinkedIn and Facebook, they do, it just seems so daunting, but it's kind of like, you know, when you're doing your spring cleaning or getting you know, yourself ready for the new year or whatnot, you know, it's one of those things that once a year, go in and do it. I think last year I went into LinkedIn and created like buckets for people. So I would put them in like different categories and, you know, these are people I'm close with. These are people I wanted to be close with. These are people, you know, that are, cause I wear many different hats. And so I would, categorize those individuals based on the hat that I needed to wear so that it would have some semblance of order so that I could understand it and get my hands around it. Yeah, and I, I think by default, um, everyone is set to be like an open networker. Meaning, exactly. Yeah, that you like accept everything. 
um, whether you know someone or not. So make sure that um, you close that and you say that you only want to connect with people that you know. And that way you get that little notification up in the top that says, you know, um, you have 34 pending connection requests or whatever. And then you can choose if you actually want those creepy multi-level marketer people to be connected with you or you can just ignore them altogether. Yeah, completely. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap this thing up. So I think, you know, two things here. One is, you know, you have to take a look at LinkedIn like you would any other social media um, channel and decide if it makes sense for your practice to be on there or not. Some of the the ways that we've been seeing practices use LinkedIn is through um, whether it's associations and and, uh, trying to make themselves an expert within a larger field than just their practice. We've seen practices in the last couple of years start using LinkedIn um, for recruiting employees and employee retention and things of that nature. And we've seen practices in the example of orthopedics where they've got a large workers' compensation business using LinkedIn to establish and nurture those worker comp relationships. And then, you know, depending on where you go with your company page, you know, then as a practice manager or as an individual, you're also responsible just through your name and your association to the practice. Your individual LinkedIn page is actually going to be relative to the marketing of your practice. And so we've outlined some things that are important for you to go in and do at least once a year when it pertains to cleaning up your LinkedIn page that'll help you in the marketing of your practice as well. Yeah. And now that you listen to this episode, it is the perfect time to review reassess and refresh your LinkedIn presence. I love how you just said that. Review, reassess, and refresh your LinkedIn presence. And I'm going to get off this um, podcast right now so that I can go in and dive in to a black hole called review, (laughs) reassess, and refreshing my LinkedIn presence. It'll probably take me a full week. So with that, I'm Jennifer. I'm Court. And we will see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.